you are now tuned into the Fusebox Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Syndicated worldwide to bring real, real black radio back to the masses. All right, everybody, one, two, one, two. We're now back live and in full effect after some technical difficulties with a new episode of the syndicated worldwide Fusebox radio broadcast for your FM dial internet radio station, podcast, and website, bringing you a slice of what we call 21st century black radio, old and new school music, as well as news and commentary from myself on the mix, DJ Fusion, also my brother on the side, John Judah. What's going on? <laughs> back in again, back in effect, of course, ladies and gentlemen, Nappy Joe Young, back in the house, of course, with the wonderful DJ Fusion, Johnny Nappy Way, of course, aka Johnny Darkson, back in the house, ready to target the audience that who loves us the most, yes, indeed, bro. Big shout out to the whole We Are Wide World Fuse Box Radio back in effect. Big shout out to all the people in the, uh, big shout out to the people in Kentucky checking us out. Alright, no doubt. And um, shout out to everybody who's been supportive the past two weeks. Um, as I said, we had a little bit of technical difficulties and all of that with um, our recording equipment and computers and stuff. You know how it goes. Sometimes the second that warranty goes down, everything goes down, but it's all good. We're back in full effect with some new music mixes and stuff. We'll have a whole bunch of interviews and other things next week. Since we got so much great music, we got to catch up on um, hitting the masses with and all of that good stuff. Um, shout out to everybody, old and new, who have been listening to the show since its inception in 1998 and beyond. And we hope you enjoy checking things out. We're going to have a new Black Agenda report on this week's show. We're going to have a new Direct FX segment on this week's show. In regards to the um, other side of news and commentary So definitely stay tuned And if you always want to go ahead and check out the Fusebox Radio broadcast You can do it on demand via iTunes, Zoom, or Flycast By searching for the Fusebox Radio Or you can go directly to our podcast website Which is Fusebox Radio, F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O Dot Podomatic.com We're also on the majority of your major social networks MySpace, Twitter, Facebook, etc. Um, at Innovaldo.com slash put in slash Fusebox Radio and um, you can be in communication with us so Twitter.com slash Fusebox Radio MySpace.com slash Fusebox Radio and so forth and so on um, shout out to um, our affiliate folks on the website in where um, we do some written columns with the Oh Hell Naw blog um, Oh blog.com as well as Planet Ill Planet Ill.com and um, to all of our broadcast affiliates, you can check out the up-to-date listing of those folks at our MySpace page or at our official blog site at BlackRadioIsBack.com. So besides us, check out all the other great content um, at our affiliates as well because, you know, without our affiliates, you know, we wouldn't have as big of an audience as we do have and they allow us to be us. So that is definitely highly appreciated and all of that good stuff um let me see let me see let me see um on the commentary and first and foremost we lost another um big legend um here in black america and beyond in the realm of entertainment and civil rights and whatnot with the passing of miss lena horn she passed away um during the time we were off the air at the age of 92 years old very long life 
um, very impactful life. And in the age where it almost seems like everybody who has a flip cam and a blog account and a Twitter goes ahead and thinks they're a star, she's of that age where one had to transcend a whole lot of barriers just to blow up, much less racial barriers and things of that sort. Like, you know, you didn't have auto-tune back around, excuse me, 1930, 1940, something. If you can sing and, you know, dance like crazy unless you are horrifically connected, you know, you aren't getting in no movie. You know, you aren't getting in no forts, no TV, um, none of that good stuff. And uh, just on the talent and alone, um, especially in the realm of jazz, Miss um, Lena Horne deserves a lot of credit, much less, you know, breaking some of the Hollywood boundaries and stereotypes back in the day. Now, everybody knows her for her cover of Stormy Weather and um, other various jazz standards, and also the movie of, you know, the same name. But um, an interesting part of her history is that as it is now, we have the entire light skin, dark skin situation with um, black internationally, much less a complex here um, in the Americas. And she could have been one of those people who could have just passed by when she wanted to back in the day. And back in the day, that had a bit more significance than now. Because maybe living a, a different life or whatever, but she chose not to do that. And she had family members who Leslie did not want her, as far as I'm concerned, to um, go ahead and do that and embrace the overall concept of blackness and the black diaspora. And also during the period of time when she was in Hollywood and um, she was signed up on the major studios of MGM, she didn't let go um, the concepts of um, fighting for civil rights causes and things like that to the point where she got blacklisted. Because she didn't diss some of the heads she was hanging with, like Paul Robeson and the other people, in um, that regard, when, you know, what they call the McCarthy era here in the States, you know, you had a whole bunch of people having different sides for the sake of their careers and other type of things. And she didn't let that go, but still was able to rise past that situation and still make great moves on the recording and with the music and also varying movies, TV roles, and things like that. Um, for those um, quickly with the, um, I guess, younger generations, if you are necessarily into jazz and things like that too heavy, um, you know, people probably seen clips of Lena Horne and everything from Sesame Street to Sanford and Son, um, The Cosby Show, Different World, um, you know, just a whole bunch of different places where, you know, she was at. And I think until about her 80s, she was still performing. And getting it in. So, you know, for um, the next generation, definitely do a search on her. There's a whole bunch of different interview clips and other type of thing. Um, she was definitely a very um, interesting lady. And she carried blackness and being a black woman with dignity. And, as I said, in this age where people just did it can get away with anything, that is something that one needs to look at, aspire to, and that will be sorely missed. Uh, yes, indeed. I just want to say briefly, because she covered basically a good segment of that. Um, um, I, I, I didn't know that she was one of the first blacks to sign a major um, movie deal with um, with a uh, Hollywood company. Um, there were some whites who weren't doing that. She was the first black to do that. And um, also, I think the main thing about her is that she chose to... to, to, to she chose to... Um, to accept blackness and to have certain ideas 
that lead her to be blacklisted and that were not mainstream. Lena Horne, I'll say this briefly, was was at the apex of what black women should be. Not necessarily the like a hardcore activist, but she stood for something despite what mainstream society said. Despite what white folks said. Despite what other confused Negroes to stand by her people and to stand for the spirit that was in her that, that, that chose to be right and not be a prostitute or be a sellout. And I, I love her for that by itself. You know what I'm saying? And that's what she should be celebrated for. And then, of course, for the beautiful work. And, uh, 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 she's from the generation almost really Armstrong that was very fundamental in touching and, 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 and forming black uh, 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 activists and people in media and artists. God bless her and um, of course I didn't know she was from Brooklyn so God bless her and um, you know God bless you know all who who, who love her no doubt no doubt and I think that was a good point you brought up there um, Judah for real I mean selling out back then not saying that selling out is good period but you could have saw a lot more benefits on certain levels you had to be on the economic thing back then than now so, you know, there was a period of time she wasn't in film or none of that stuff because she stuck by her belief. But things turned around. So, you know, you got people who sell people out for, for, for a sandwich and, and a clip on TMZ right now. So, you know, I, I think that's definitely um, very good and very important on um, that, <clears throat> excuse me, particular level. Also, I read an interesting story on the web today where in the state of Virginia there are Rastafarians right now who are locked up in solitary confinement because they won't cut their dreads and I'm actually um, going ahead right now and pulling up a story because I just wanted to mention that one real quick because I thought that was um, a very interesting situation Um, for most prison systems they're supposed to have at least basic structure for people to go ahead and um, follow their beliefs. Of course, they're going to try to find ways to maybe attempt to reduce things like possibilities of gang violence and um, other situations. But that was one scenario I looked at and found to be very odd and strange. And um, to go through this story right now, people can go on to boingboing.com or do a search on Google to find the actual story. But essentially, they have Rastafarian prison inmates who, because they didn't allow their dress to be cut, have been in solitary confinement for more than over an entire decade. In that regard, we're talking about hardcore solitary confinement. Like, you get out for maybe an hour a day to shower and do, you know, your, <coughs> excuse me, and do your activities and stuff like that. Now, this is not a new rule. This has happened since 1999. And Virginia in itself is already a funny state because they have Commonwealth rules and things like that. And from knowing people who have been within the Virginia prison system, that's not a prison system you want to go and be. You know, unless you're going to be there for an extremely short period of time or whatever else and they have things to the point where they try to go through the court system and over there you know it still hasn't gone through to allow people to be able to express themselves that way 
by their religion. We're not talking about to be hip or cool. And for those who are truly Rastafarian, you know, that's a very deep thing in regard to um, keeping your dread and stuff. And, you know, some people end up serving their sentences and getting out because they didn't want to go through that situation. I mean, we're talking, you know, like I said, we're talking about real solitary confinement, like supermax solitary confinement. And I just thought that was a very deep situation when you have, you know, various people of, I guess, the major phase, Christianity, Judaism, um, Islam, and so forth, able to go through their emotions. And it's, it's a very, very bugged out story. I'm just going through and I'm going through the very surface level of things. And looking on various comments on the net, it's interesting because yeah, some people are like, well, they're a criminal. They're not supposed to, you know, have any kind of rights whatsoever. And you have the other side where it's like, well, if somebody is in a certain spiritual place and they might have to that spiritual place in prison, why are you forcing them to not get to that point where they can elevate themselves and maybe not be back in there? I mean, end of the day, to me, it's just another form of discrimination and messed up things within the prison industrial complex and wanting to continue a cycle of either messing up people's minds who want to get out of this prison system or keeping people within there because I mean when you don't have a certain things grounding you whether it's family spirituality etc people snap and they get right back into um the game so I just want to bring that up there Judah big up to all my yardies in um uh, 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 Bronx Brooklyn uh, Jersey um uh, uh, Florida and of course Virginia I just found out recently my head is over there doing their thing or whatever. Uh, big up to my yardies and uh, and uh, my Jamaicans in um, D.C. and Maryland, of course. Um, Virginia is a treacherous, evil state. I have met no real black people in Virginia, male or female. I know they're there, but that's a weird state. And Rastafarianism is essentially essentially a religion that is pro-black even though there might be rosters who are not black but the founders were black the god is black and uh, 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 it's it's original propagated for black so you know in virginia is not necessarily too friendly on pro-blackness that's the home of cia and that security agency which has bamboozled fooled trick cool killed people across the world for over 50 years who were pro-black or who were not uh, uh, um, toying the line of western um, um, culture so I think I think the brother should should keep his dreads and realize that they will do something he said that you know if he didn't have Jah with Jah is just the Old Testament word version of, of Yahweh Jah is basically according to scripture the God that uh, uh, is the father God and Christ is the son so the Father God is within the Son, so within my mind, that John and Christ are not the same. Uh, within my mind, John and Christ are the same. Um, the Father and I are one, according to Scripture. So I understand exactly where those brothers are coming from, and I think that they should go ahead and do it or whatever. Even though I believe it's not the the, the hair is not your spiritual thing; it's it's the heart. But I respect their belief, and you know. They have their stuff together more than most people of color, um, especially even churchgoers, because there's a lot of churchgoers are not pro-black, and they are, you know, kind of almost like the nation, but in a different way. 
Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings to the guys, and peace and blessings to all my rockers. No doubt. And the thing that kills you about this story is in the federal prison system, there is no rule. So this is state by state. Now, I heard in New York, they also have a thing that gets dreads, too. Like, supposedly, I'm a little way his dreads and other various people I know who've gone through that system. You know, they're on that, you know, baldy type of stuff. So, I just look at it more in regards to, this is a spiritual situation. And again, if you're trying to uplift yourself via spirituality, you know, to try to block that is whatever. And, you know... You know, there are people going to prison system for deserved causes. I'm not one of these people who believes everyone in prison is a political prisoner. I think that's nonsense. But what happens when somebody wants to elevate themselves so they can get out of there? And they want to go through their spiritual emotions like everybody else. And they get blocked and refused. You know, it's, it's, to me, it's mean-spirited. As far as I see it. Because it's almost like... They're trying to break somebody. Like, you know, yeah, you're in that Negro, that's nice, but you're not going to be able to see the sun again after being in prison for a certain period of time if you don't do this, because we're saying that you're breaking rules within the prison system. So, you know, that's that's weird and odd to me. But that was a story that stuck out um, throughout the past two weeks. We were off the air. I wanted to go ahead and, <clears throat> excuse me, bring up, and, um, oh, there's a story here in D.C. too, thank you there, Judah, that's happened, which I'm just going to touch on briefly, um, it's kind of a weird scenario, a principal at one of the charter schools here in D.C. Um, was brutally murdered here in the D.C. metro area, and one of the situations that was interesting, and Judah actually um, brought up the details and stuff of that to me, which again, people can search for this story too, and it'll be on blackradiosback.com. Is that this man um, supposedly was on a what a phone sex line? Was on a phone sex line, um, soliciting. Oh, I'm sorry, a, a computer, like a computer sex tap tap chat. Thank you, there, Judah. Um, soliciting um, sex, and he was soliciting sex from young black male, and. You know, supposedly that situation that led up to um, his getting killed. Now, the death of anybody is unfortunate and all of that type of stuff. And, you know, definitely the ones to his family and those who were affected um, through his work in the school system. The situation I find interesting is how the media here spun it, where they barely touch on that other surface of things. I think maybe the first day they touched on it. But then everything got buried undercover, like it almost didn't fit into into their media spin of how things went. Now, the D.C. public school system has had a lot of ups and downs um, throughout the past few decades, and also recently because there's a big shift in regards to gentrification in this area and um, other various situations. Again, it is not down to work that he's done. There seem to be a lot of um, students of all different types of backgrounds who were affected positively by his stint in the school system. But this thing about sexuality and black people being involved with this principal who, who was a Caucasian male um, being pushed to the side is just it's, it's just odd it's just very odd and interesting I think if it was of somebody else of another background that aspect would have been brought up more they would have tried to make people seem deviant etc etc yeah I noticed that thing and um, very early on because the homosexual thing 
you know, is what stuck out about that is that nobody was mentioning it. That, you know, he was on that sex chat line and there was some young black men that showed up. But they didn't show up because that wasn't their nature. They showed up with toolies. They showed up with heaters, burners, hammers, and they killed him. I thought that was wrong for them to kill him. They didn't kill him because he was gay. They killed him because they wanted some, some you know, some, some, um, uh, some property. And so they took that, didn't touch him, and bound But I thought it was interesting how to, because the media doesn't want to portray white men as being, um, to straight people, gay is weak, to straight people. Um, so they didn't want to necessarily portray that as that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, I, I, excuse me. The media would rather portray black men as being weak or as being gay than they would uh, 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 white men. For example, you see in most of these commercials and most of these uh, uh, things about interracial dating, they show more white men with black women. So that shows a, that is an example of white men. They don't say it, but they know that that's a sense of power for them because they can get that woman and they feel power in the black man. But but they know when they turn on the NBA or NFL that that kind is not true. And when they turn on uh, 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 the radio, that's not true. Um, but I think that that's to me they want to push the poor whites into other uh, 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 other ethnic groups, it, particularly Latin ones. I think they would want to push us whatever so it can be easy for us to be disposed of and the men can be seen as weak and that um, that we can be pushed aside and therefore almost discredit civil rights because if, if, if they feel the men are weak and they're, they're not soldiers, then there's not going to be a problem with conquering them or further conquering them. But I thought it was interesting how they didn't show that, and they just said, "Oh, these men were so weak." Yeah, but he was—he was a he was a homo a school teacher that had had eighteen-year-old boys come over there. Those those were young dudes, so he knew that, or he had an idea of that, and he learned that when he got there. And um, but I just thought it was very interesting how they didn't harp on that. But if he would have been black, if he would have been black more so than if he'd have been Asian or Latin, they would have harped on the homosexual thing. People get mad when I say black or because it's the truth. My pappy taught me that that was the way it is. That's what I see and that's what I feel in my heart. And that's what I go through every day. So I'm not a weak Negro who chooses not to accept that or believe that. You know what I'm saying? That's not what my mammy taught me. And that's not what's going down. But I just thought it's interesting. We wanted to harp on that. If he was, if, if he was, if something was wrong, with, well, you know, don't spin it. That the brothers get it, and nobody else gets it. No doubt, no doubt. And I'm um, laughing before we get into the music mix again. It's been a while since we've been into the music mix and whatnot here on the Feed About Radio. We got so much we got to hit people upside the head with. Um, I just wanted to bring up the TV one um, showing the um, TV one on one with the Paracat. We're having you. Interviewed Donald Miss Louis Farrakhan of the Nation of Islam. Um, I am not unhappy that the program was put on just for the sake of showing a different side of the Black American experience, especially in this day and age where they just kind of want to water down everything throughout most mainstream channels. And even though it definitely was not the Louis Farrakhan uncut and raw. It was enough to, if you, to spark an interest for people who might have won the research thing. I don't completely agree with everything the Nation of Islam has done in the past and you're currently doing is about. However, I'm not mad at people who do genuinely care and want to do upliftment of black people here in the States and beyond. I do believe that um, Minister Farrakhan is sincere in his wanting to uplift 
black people as a whole. And I think that did show within the programming. Um, my main beef with the programming, for one, was the editing. But I can't be surprised at that. The Radio 1 Corporation is interesting, to say the least, in regards to how they put and filter things out. Quite frankly, to keep it 100, as my Southern people say, I was surprised that they even put the, him on. Period. I mean, I'm curious to see what's on the cutting room floor. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, they, they put it on, and, and that's all good and dandy. But half the programming was them trying to do a lot of editing about um, President Obama. Where it was, you know, I think they were more or less trying... It was a a mainstreaming affair. And I don't necessarily know if that did much good. You know what I'm saying? And not to say that people can touch base on that. That is a very important situation that has occurred. Because regardless of wherever um, the president stands on certain things... We are not in a post society. People look at him and his family. They're like, that's a whole bunch of Negroes. They're going to have their love or hate for him, depending on that. Much less any actions that are taken thereafter. And um, there were two things that I thought were very interesting. One of which was when people talked about the Million Man March. I was here in high school. I was a high school student during the Million Man March. I remember in my high school, they pretty much knew that my school was majority black. It was about 80% black. Um, talented, gifted program, ROTC, science tech, a whole bunch of other things. They knew that the majority of people at my school were not going to be going because they were going to either go be attending the march, do whatever. They just started to have sick notes and excuses. Which, looking back, that was kind of dope. They were just like, look, we, we know what's up, whatever. Y'all, y'all do what you're going to do because all of our teachers weren't black or anything like that. And, um,. I remember being around the event and on the metro and everything um, afterwards, and it was a big, peaceful event. A lot of hope, a lot of energy. And, you know, unfortunately, a decent amount of that died down. But what I thought was interesting was Farrakhan brought up after, in his viewpoint, after the Million Man March, he's like, look at what happened with how certain things were pushed in the mainstream media. You know, look at the rise of gangster rap and other various things that happened after that. Personally, I believe there was going to be a rise of that anyway. Because to have young kids... Young kids always got hype and got hip here in the States off of other people's culture that became integrated in America as well. Whether you look at rock and roll, that started with black folks. Whether you want to look at, you know, the certain Latin music population that started for all of our various uh, Latino brothers and sisters throughout the other countries. Um, and, and you know all of, and all of that had African origins on certain levels and hip hop was one of those things now as somebody who again was a young teenager at the time you had to look at you had street cats average guy cats and quote unquote conscious cats having various similarities about certain things they would bring up of course they had their own styles and viewpoints on it but you know this was a time where people were talking about divesting in South Africa you know, some people hearing about police brutality situations for the first time. We didn't live around those situations and other things. And you had a young mainstream American population, mostly white and other various people, who, to be hip, needed to know about these things and to get into that. So, you know, you had, like, white boys with X-caps and, you know, I remember the medallion era and all that type of thing. Because that was hip-hop gear. That wasn't necessarily because people wanted to be black. That was just a part of things and we're talking about a post-civil rights generation group of people and other type of stuff 
Now, on top of that, yeah, Negroes rhyming about that and making money off of it. You know, some nice, big, large amount of money. Much less getting the tour around and everything, some of which we did not have, you know, degrees or other types of stuff. They were just doing them. So, just for the sake of that type of general mental revolution, even if it was just a trend, that was too much for people. So, gangster rap was going to, and not just gangster rap, I say, I say stuff that had maybe more of a negative vibe was going to be pushed more. And I know Captain, he was kind of quiet on that part. Because I'm like, you know, you're interviewing Farrakhan right now, but Radio 1 programming ain't going to change. Y'all aren't going to change that, you know, joints that are on the air every single day. <laughs> Over there, you know, being in the D.C. metro area, I live at a Radio 1, I live in a Radio 1 um, conglomerate station. And you turn on the hip-hop station, you're not going to hear a diversity of stuff. You're not. And I personally feel it's more shameful when it's minority-owned stations that do this then I feel about a clear channel or anything else they're not going to care you know you're supposed to be breaking the mold and everything but you're not caring so whatever whatever but um I thought that was um one interesting aspect because however one feels around that early 90s to mid 90 period there was a definitive shift in regards to the mainstream channel of how people of color were portrayed period I mean, we got to think South Central was on TV back then. Um, you had New York on the covers. Um, the whole whole bunch, whole bunch of different shows. Living Color, the Cosby Show, Different World. Like, I mean, I know white folks in college who were like, I wanted to go to college because I saw a different world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because that just looked like fun. And, you know, other various things. You know, we got basketball wives on right now on VH1. What Chili wants. AJ chasing after fools, whole bunch of nonsense. Not saying that that can't be expressed, but if that's the majority of what's put out there, there's a toxic mind thing going on. And um, that um, in itself is just kind of insane um, right there. But um, that was one aspect I wanted to bring up. Um, another <clears throat> aspect I wanted to bring up, which could take all day, but I'm just going to be very... Um, brief and um, very short about it is that um, Farrakhan brought up a little bit about why does National Guard want to go into the major cities, especially with the situation in, in Chicago. And one thing he brought up was there was a toxicity that drops in people's minds because of the mainstream culture that's put out into the sexuality and ultraviolet in terms of getting acceptance, um, as well as the food aspect. He was like, if you eat, I'm, I'm summarizing. He's like, but if you ingest and eat junk food, how do you think your mind's not going to get into that? And anybody who drove through the hood, hung through the hood, lived through the hood, knows that you pretty much have the chicken shack, the bodega, the one or two major conglomerate things, you keep it moving. Fresh food isn't around. So you just think that, I, you know, everybody needs to eat. You know, and I've had my own experience. You grab up what you can and what you can't afford. But I thought that was an interesting aspect that he, you know, went ahead and brought it up as well. Then a whole bunch of other things were touched based on in regards to, you know, the AIDS epidemic and viewpoint and another type of thing. Um, but I, again, I appreciate the program for those who did not have thought provoked, provoked before that it provoked thoughts now, whether you agree or disagree. So again, at the end of the day, 
here at the Fuse Box Radio and us the media outlet. Our main thing is advocating various things that spark people's minds. Because human beings are supposed to be able to make their own decisions. And, you know, know where they're going to go and all of that good stuff. Whether one thinks it's good or bad or whatever else. If you're not a thinking human being, you're just an automation. You're a robot. And some of us, the people want us to be robots. But, you know, but anyway, anyway, anyway. A lot going on. A lot of good music. You know, you know we had to get to talking because we were on for two weeks. So people thought we were going to have a five-minute intro. If y'all are new, this isn't how we do it all the time. But, you know, we had to get into some stuff a little in-depth. But old school, new school music, hip hop, soul, funk, jazz, reggae, um, rock, the entire nine, and news commentary and all of that good stuff. Oh, big up to Nas and Damian Marley. We got the advance of um, the Distant Re- Relatives album. That is a dope album. Um, by um, our next week's show, that album should be um, out in the streets and on iTunes and all of that. Um, I personally endorse it. I think it's a dope album. I think it is um, a worthy project to um, go ahead and cop and support. We always say to cop and support um, music of all different types of genres just for the sake of the musician puts in work, much less when you get a different vibe and stuff. And, you know, it's not a horribly preachy album. You know, it's not, you know, it's, it's all over the place. And I just think as a music work, it's good besides the fact I like the concept they had with it, where they were like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we might have divergence with Amy Marley with more on the reggae side and not the hip hop side. But you know, we all have that African foundation um, with the music. And it all this high is not about superiority of one thing or the other. And sometimes we get caught up in that particular mentality. But yes, this is Relatives, LP, Fusebox, Radio Approved, all that good stuff. You'll be hearing some tracks on this week's show of that, um, uh, at least on my set, these are my shift ones. Uh, but yeah, I think that that's a good project and I think it shows the unity that uh, black and Caribbean should have. And also keep in mind that, that the work that will be done to disunify those people. There's going to be a lot of work by, done by people who look like us, who don't look like us, who are going to try to divide that. And that's a very important um, unison. Alright there, Fuse Boxes Radio, winding down. We about to be out. Check it out. Check out, check out all the programming. We love you. We love you. We love you. Ciao, baby. All right, no doubt. Fuse Box Radio. We about to get into it. DJ Fusion, John Judah, 21st Century Black Radio's in the building. All right. Would you welcome, please, the fabulous Miss Lena Horn. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Thank you for coming tonight. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. I see a lot of people I know. Yeah. You work uh, with most of the fellas one uh, time or another? Yeah. You probably worked, I suppose, with all great musicians. Uh, and some with a lot of them, too. Yeah. I mean, I worked with a singer who is a musician named Billy Eckstein. Right. Uh, one of my favorite people in the world, and I think Snooky will agree with me. Uh, the, the, the thinking about how long I've been knowing you, really, it isn't a long time. But in sight of my age, 
I feel like I've known you. Oh, longer. come on now. You talk about that. You walk out on the stage and you tell people. You, 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 in fact, you celebrated your 65th birthday yeah. a month or so ago. Yeah. And I mean, that's. Well, look at that. B. Eckstein, getting back to my man, Eckstein yeah. is the only man. And Chauvin is who admits he's a year older than I. That's the reason I brought Billy this too? whole thing I up. I didn't know that. Oh, yes. Everybody that I know now <laughs> is much younger than I. <laughs> well, I wonder how... How'd uh, that happen? I don't know. Some people that I was even in the cotton club with have blossomed. Some years ago they were the same age, yes, all of a sudden yes, they're younger. Yes, now they're, now they're different. When, uh, you, when you went on, the, on Broadway with this, yeah. with this show, mm -hmm. did you have any idea of the success it was going to... I didn't think I'd be on your show. Oh, come on now. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> no, I had no idea. I thought they'd just have me about a hot four weeks. And uh, it stayed into quite a few years. Yeah. Seems like... Obviously, you still enjoy it because... I uh, love it. I've seen you... Uh, I saw you twice in New York, and I'm going to see you when you're out here. And every, every night that you're out on stage, it seems fresh and I like new. It. I thought that I would... Uh, uh, not wind up being one of those women who said, oh, my career is all. But after everybody else leaves you and you don't have that many friends, you, you find that the career is something that instead of negating, you, uh, right. you begin to live in it. I love it. Yeah. I'd rather have a laugh than anything. I noticed that about you too, I was, John. yes. Yeah. <laughs> One of these nights, my dream shall come true. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> if you just yes. think positive. Yes. You tell a lot of wonderful stories in, in, in your show mm -hmm. about your career and so forth. And I think you mentioned about your first trip out to Hollywood. Mm -hmm. When they called you to make a movie, you had to borrow money well, yes, to I get did. out here. From my dad. Yeah. My dad was a number banker, and a lot of the young people... Tell people what I a number banker is. They don't know. <laughs> well... Playing the numbers in those days was like like the Hispanic people play lottery and like we play the New York State uh, numbers right. in uh, New York. Black people and very many poor people in those years played numbers. Now, my daddy was the one that had the bank, the loot. God right. forbid he'd get hit for a big amount. You right. know, if a whole lot of people played 261 that day, look out. But uh, he stayed pretty well ahead of the game. And since he was the only one I knew, that wasn't a boss somewhere. Right. That's the one I went to to borrow the money. So you borrowed the money for him to come out on the, Go I remember, Hollywood. the 20th Century Limited. That's right. And then what happened was they uh, finally, after they heard me sing at this little truck, they sent for me to come to MGM. And it was a whole day like out of a storybook. You know, I was singing for L.B. Mayer and all the big wigs. And I went home that night and I called my father. I said, Dad, these people out here are crazy. They claim that they would like to put me in the movies. And uh, I said, I think you better come out here and advise me. He flew out the next day and went with me to MGM and went to call on Mr. L.B. Mayer. And I think that's the first time he had ever noticed a sharp, beautiful dude dressed right. as you do and uh, very conservative. The only thing that wasn't conservative was a diamond stick pin, but in those days they wore them. Right. And uh, he said to Mr. Mayer, you know, my daughter is crazy. He said, uh, the only people that I've seen in the movies uh, that are her color are jungle people or in servitude. And he said, I got a lot of money and I will hire my own 
daughter's maids and right. uh, sit her up nicely if that's what she wants. And uh, he said, I wouldn't like her to be demeaned. And I think Mr. Mayor swallowed a, <laughs> a frog and uh, just sat there. I mean, that was unheard of. But they didn't know what to do with you, did they? No. They, they had you sitting in background singing in a, in a, you yeah. know, under a palm tree. And tell the wonderful story, the, uh, yeah. the, the Ava Gardner story. Well, Ava and I sort of took to each other right away because uh, I know you know her, right. but everybody else might not. She is Southern. She is basic. She is down. She's laid back. And because she was raised under the same sort of circumstances I was raised, we just naturally went toward each other. She came from North Carolina. She'd lived with black and white people poor all her life. Right. I was sent to live in Georgia when I was five with poor people all my life. So she and I got together, see. And because she had a big mouth like mine, we, we had no... <laughs> no subtlety, no, no, no discretion, and before we thought, we spoke, which is what in those years was not always the right thing to do, you right. see. So uh, she and I lived up in Nichols Canyon, and we both liked to drink uh, once in a while. Uh, <laughs> Understandable. So I'd be on layoff frequently, and so would she, so she'd try out all the drinks with us. So. Uh, never dreamed that she would have to be lip-syncing with my records, see, because I thought I was going to be this hot lady in showboat. I was going to be Julie. And uh, I was all prepared for it, and I cut the records and everything. And then I found out that I wouldn't be, of course. So Ava had to practice moving her lips with my records that I'd made. And every night she'd come in and we'd get loaded and she'd say, I'm so sick of hearing you. But I don't know what to do. But this is the way I'm going to have to operate to make this job. And I sort of said, oh, that's all right, my young sister. You know, right. it'll all work out all right. And we still talk about it. I met her when I went over to Monaco a couple of years back. And she and I had a few drinks, got in the middle of the floor and dished. Yeah. Well, didn't they have to do something? Better than yeah. I mm -hmm. am. They, uh... <laughs> so what they did, rather than use you at that time, yeah. they used Ava Gardner, but they wanted to make her look. Like me. So, well, they had invented, invented a makeup for me to make me look more... More colored, as I said, that's a little something we used to call each other yeah. before we got straight, you know. Yeah. And anyway, so <laughs> they invented this makeup, and for some weird reason, they named it Light Egyptian. I think that's, you know, because I move like this a lot. And uh, anyway, they took the Light Egyptian and they put it all over her. She, 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 she all looked alike, actually. <laughs> You're now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. Yeah. 
this time, won't you sing with me? One more time!
Yo, right now, it's a legendary DJ Marley Mar. You're on the fuse box. You know how we get down.
Yo, what's poppin'? It's your man, the Icon Guru, taking you back to the future. And you're checking out Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion.
skin was a different color, ain't that funny? But they say I'm too proud, try and take that from me You get slapped in your neck back, we ain't dummies Keep your cool, cause if you're cool then we're cooling No half-stepping, no buffooning If you're looking for a eight, I'm sorry But you can get a King Kong in your mixtape with a lorry Cause that's a long thing, plus a joke thing, clearly Don't really mind if the folks don't hear me Radio's whack, that's a confirmed theory When it comes alive, you cannot come near me Not by the hairs of my chinny chin chin Government piss off, parliament spin If you want the real thing, let us begin Cause I really can't flex on no mashup rhythm, you see Step up, step up, step up, step up Let's make moves tonight I get up, I get up, get up, get up, get up Got to do it right Step up, step up, step up, step up Let's make moves tonight Get up, get up, get up, get up Got to do it right Here's a little story that I got to tell you People smile in your face but they wish you failure Caught up in the hype, gas paraphernalia Ooh, look at me, yeah, my fancy regalia Not opposed to the bling, got a thing for folks That wanna act up and push it right down your throat Like others ain't dying of hunger Diamond encrusted, big toes just pushing them under Well, get that flashlight out of my face We ain't cool, so please know your place This ain't Mars, so please show that space Courts in session, you better know your Case, warts and all, I have them all saying grace You can save Private Ryan or try and save face The Renaissance man, I don't have time to waste Passport, pen and pad and a briefcase and I'm ready Step up, step up, step up, step up Let's make moves tonight Get up, get up, get up, get up Got to do it right Step up, step up, step up, step up Let's make moves tonight Get up, get up, get up, get up Vibe down, get the tune out Transmit live from my living room couch If I smell a red herring or a little trout Roll up my sleeve and leave no reasonable doubt Styling and profiling is not what I'm about But I turn it on, turn it up and turn it out Hit you like four or hit you like sore To tell you the truth, I don't care anymore I represent a long line of folks that don't shine That hope the sunshine will hit them sometime In the future between heaven and Lucifer And if you're stuck to the page like a that's life without Esther Ransom And the Dorothy is just the ransom Don't worry about fools, we clamp them If they do not respect the mansion Step up, step up, step up, step up Let's make moves tonight Get up, get up, get up, get up Got to do it right Step up, step up, step up, step up Let's make moves tonight Get up, get up, get up, get up
my foot wonder MC Light Better check out DJ Fusion it's still cold outside, it's known outside To be a nice bird like it snowed outside Underground relish my thoughts, I'm MVP of the DMV That's DC, Maryland, and Virginia Whole continental, foreigner residential Spinning the presidentials, rough, never gentle Sorry did I offend you, good brother, I meant to <laughs> Yeah, I mean dog, I be giving mean bars If I'm getting knocked out, the only way I'm seeing stars Don't bleed just like me, dream just like me Why should I be Impressed when you driving in new cars You think you really are worth that much Oh, the talk is I'm soft Cause I don't curse that much Please, without the profane brother I'm cocaine, so trained on Cornelius Flow like hydro, I am so Ilium, sharp cheekbones Cause my family got Indian When they had the firm, chicks thought I was Caribbean Timberlands and shorts, come holla at your boy Strictly on the internet, no album in the stores the gang got too many pretty boys So I pretty much hit them like pretty boy Floyd My mom's told me I'm gonna see glory Just never disrespect too big the way for me I ain't your average duke This is classic duke It's not a choice how I rep is what I have to do I ain't your average duke This is classic duke It's not a choice how I rep is what I have to Early do Early 90s Baltimore was on that doo-doo brown Nowadays it's black eyed peas with poom poom pow Who's new now? I make them duck like Drew down I met Drew High, I'm too fly and so profound and well-rounded like the earth, man Your show's over, you can please close the curtains I won't stop climbing just to fall on my ass like Jenny Lopez I ain't never sip my wet, I ain't never poured no crystal on some random chick's forehead I ain't never pushed a six-figure whip, I ain't never paid the bill without being broke afterwards Look in your mirror and you see in my face, cause what I just said most of y'all can relate MJ said it best with that leave me alone All these 800 numbers keep calling my phone I'm like damn it ain't me Some other fam the owner Yeah my skin complexion changed like Sammy Sosa I told you I'ma roll up Like the red carpet when my album come out Like furniture from evicted apartments You learning my slang hop in the car Yeah I ain't your average duke This is classic duke It's not a choice how I rep It's what I have to do I ain't your average duke Right here on the yeah. Fuse Box Radio DJ Fusion
Miss J, Rude and Damager, with DJ Fusion on the Fuse Box. Okay, we wrote this for a purpose to motivate you at this time. With this hypnotizing baseline, please feel free to lose your mind. Can't get high, get money, get sex, get real, all in between. Oh yeah, this is stadium music, 50,000 at a time. Let's get right, let's get right, let's get right, okay. Radio with DJ Fusion. Change 
on the stage, they sing it. As soon as I step off, they hate it. And I'm saying, I really ain't with that complaining. Just look at the picture I'm painting. Yeah, I pay my rent, vacation, then take trips all around the equator, then come back to the A, hit the stage again. Then I go up in the booth where they cage me in. Feel regular, but then I go insane again. And if you witness the condition that my brain is in, you will see I'm in hell where Satan is. All I'm saying is do is to maintain it, friend. Cause everybody trying to get paid for me. So let the games begin I mean, let the flames begin But hey, I'm just trained in this A lot of everybody didn't get paid for me hey, I'm famous do you wanna be famous? Everywhere you go People know what your name is Everyone you know Trying to tell you you're changing They wanna taste that That, 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 that Popular Everybody wanna be popular Little kids just be watching us Do binoculars And then they go to school and But how can y'all not see it's obvious Cause cops just be plotting on us And paparazzi be spotting us Cause everybody just gonna be On MTV or BT Or maybe season MVP Or maybe even just bumping the queen But everybody can't be a G O to the D And everybody can't be O to the B But I don't know Maybe this is just how we supposed to be But this is what don't happen to y'all You can go crazy and beat up trucks The tabloids saying that you're on drugs You cutting up your face then saw it back up Look, it's plain to see, ain't nothing in this game for me changing me. I'ma always be, oh to the B, B, B. Hey, hey, do you wanna be famous? Everywhere you go, people know what your name is. Everyone you know, trying to tell you you're changing. They wanna taste that. Everywhere you go, they just wanna be stars. Everyone you know, wanna drive fancy cars. Get a girl, me love in a me life I used to wish 
fight and see nothing, you don't run competition The Gucci, the Prada, can't block your vision You see things clearly like I definition Girl, even though you come from the slum Anywhere you go, a human a run down Some girl rich, but them still not none Get a girl, me loving can done She not had no nice bling, bring her no diamond ring But she got it, I'll say them have the tightest thing But she have it, respect to me, uptown girl But a real ghetto girl, where me like I like you hear them ride for me cocky like bike You hear them skin out, skin out, them alive I get to girl me love in a me life I just see which part she come from No time seen a joy Born and raised in the gutter She used to dumpling and butter She never bowed down, not even when times get tougher When me say get to girl me not talk about the sket She might not have money but she still look correct She walk good, she talk good, she grow with respect And when she go a dance she look immaculate She couldn't buy a henny but she still buy a guinness Some other girl a flask but she put them out of business All them kind of girl where me love Get out girl use a blessing from above She not have no nice bling bling and no diamond ring But she got it, I'll send them up the tightest thing But she have it, respect to me uptown girl But a real get out girl where me like I like, you hear them ride for me cocky like bike You hear them skin out, skin out, them alive I get her girl, me love in a me life I just see which part she which come, part from. She come from She not have no nice bling bling and no diamond ring But she got it, I'll send them up the tightest thing But she have it, respect to me, uptown girl But a real ghetto girl where me like I like, you hear them ride for me cocky like bike You hear them skin out, skin out, them alive I get her girl, me love in a me life I just see which part she come from No talks in a drive Like elders often say, we must trust people to be who they are. So when Henry Louis Gates describes his own career as that of an intellectual entrepreneur, we should believe him to be who he is, an intellect for hire, or more specifically, an academic hitman. John Perkins speaks of jackals and economic hitmen. Gates is higher education's equivalent. He is an academic William O'Neill or Cotton Smith, the intellectual version of those who set up radical leaders for assassination. Gates's targets are not individuals as much as they are entire intellectual communities whose service to their people make his assaults on them assaults on the very people those intellectuals defend. His are politically motivated hits because of their broader ramifications, and like real hits, they permanently silence any meaningful debate. Gates's most recent hit appeared this week, as they often do, in the New York Times, which has been for decades an ideological killing fields where anti-establishment intellectuals are routinely left for dead. In his piece, Ending the Slavery Blame Game, Gates returns to his favored, if not entirely discredited, theme of African culpability in the enslavement of their own. Gates blends his predilection for genetics with his undying need to blame Africans for their enslavement and concludes that because statistical increases in the numbers of those sold into slavery coincides with the rise to prominence of particular African ethnic groups, that this is proof of a balance in benefits accrued by the process. His selective emphasis, or what Ali Masrui has called ulterior selectivity, on one aspect of slavery versus another is designed to undermine a tradition of scholarship which has for decades shown how enslaving and colonizing Africans led to a decline of Africa and an ascendancy of the West. But as Walter Rodney said himself, the presence of a group of African sellouts is part of the definition of underdevelopment. And now they come again with what is their ulterior motive, the academic hit on Claudia Jones, Frantz Fanon, Walter Rodney, and many others. 
In fact, Gates has previously and personally taken John Henry Clark to his New York Times killing fields. Others, like Malcolm X, Chris Haney, and Rodney himself, were simply killed quite literally. Each was carried out for similar political purposes, to assure the African world's status as permanent servant. Assassins mute the kinds of debate which might result in their employer's loss of power. By simple omission, Gates kills the arguments of Encobra, Ray Winbush, or F. Michael Higginbotham, whose thoughts on reparations are far more compelling than can be allowed. The three scholars Gates does mention, in what is really no more than a simple blog post, will not have their views critiqued by their peers within the pages of the New York Times or mainstream media which considers the Times as the paper of record. So most will never know, for example, that Mazrui, a worldwide recognized authority on African history, dispatched of Gates and his incessant blame of Africans for slavery long ago. He said that African leaders were forced into the exchange and were themselves victims. But again, this view has been targeted for assassination and is preemptively and cyclically silenced so as to also silence, for example, calls for reparations or the cancellation of African debt. Though perhaps this time it was to also save Gates's protector-in-chief from himself. Remember, it was Obama who went to Ghana and blamed African crises on African corruption. And it is he who should now have to account for the recent report of the $1 trillion in African wealth illegally expropriated to the West, and this just over the last 40 years. And, Mr. President, the report concludes that only 3% of that can be attributed to corruption. To this we can add an earlier claim from former Federal Reserve Board member Andrew Brimmer that through denial of access to capital, adequate public service, and government benefits, black Americans have been robbed of $10 billion every year since the so-called end of slavery. And here we have two points whose own ulterior selectivity demonstrates the weakness of the argument cooked up by Gates and Obama, that African involvement in slavery and post-colonial corruption are to be blamed at all or equally to the crimes of Western Europe or the United States. These, like the other favorite of a mythical black buying power, are mere attempts at the perfect hit. The Western assassination of the black world all covered up and dismissed as a suicide. For Black Agenda Radio, I'm Jared Ball. On the web, go to www.blackagendareport.com. You are now. One, two, three, three. You are now. You are now. Are now. Tuned in to the Fuse Box Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. You're as good as they say you are. Syndicated worldwide to bring real black radio back to the masses.
Bosch Radio with DJ Fuel. On the prowl is the jeep, the wise owl and the snake Loose lip and sink ships, force fingers to grab clips Bullets ripping all direction, you can't trust it Total devastation, now face the separation of your head from your shoulder There's no reparation, zigzag, silicone Voice blow like a hurricane, don't love a hoe But I'm in love with Mary Jane Or my wine, you run like Sarah Connor Pursued by the Terminator, carrying a pair of bombers Grenades in C4, head for the detour Be picking up your simple Simon shells from the seashore Bob Digital God Squad is lyrical See the digi mask on your iPod video I'm on the rise like 90 corner guys Leaving thousand track final calls of army pies In NY city where it's gritty and groggy We still get that cash rule, windy or foggy Snowy or breezy For me it's so easy To move on up like George and Wheezy Just looking out of my window Watching the max for dough Can it be yours so simple? I'm getting paid for my flow
up, everybody? It's your boy right here, Lamar Blackman, and this is Direct Effects. That's right, The Takeoff, the hottest progressive college show in the country. And on today's show, we wanted to first send a prayer out to all suffering in Haiti. It's an extremely difficult situation over there, and they need all the aid that they can get. And there's a couple of organizations to help. NBA players headed by Alonzo Mourning and Dwayne Wade called amcharity.org. And Wyclef organization, Yale, has set it up so that if you text Yale, Y-E-L-E, to 501 $5 will automatically be deducted from your phone bill. And the Southern Alumni President called for fair treatment of historically black colleges in Louisiana. Is the commission trying to drive students away from Southern U and Grambling? We'll explore that. Growing up in my family, it seemed that I always had to be the strong one. My mother and father had to work, and I helped raise my brothers and sisters when they weren't home. I had to defend off bullies, help the kids with their homework, and sometimes even cook dinner before my mom got home. And with all this, I even found the strength to be on the football team and study Egyptian culture in what spare time I had. You have that certain strength Army ROTC is looking for. You're a leader. You possess the intelligence to make the right decisions at the right time. And you do well at most anything you try. Enhance your college experience by enrolling in Army ROTC. Qualify for a full tuition college scholarship, plus up to $5,000 in spending money per year. Start out a freshman in college. Come out an officer with unparalleled leadership opportunities that can prove invaluable in the boardroom of any Fortune 500 company. (laughs) Now that's the strength I'm looking for. Visit ArmyROTC.com. Army ROTC. They're strong, and then there's Army Strong. Paid for by the United States Army. We had a chance to catch up with the Haitian-born Wyclef Jean, whose organization, Yale, that's Y-E-L-E, is mobilized in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, to assist victims of the massive 7.2 earthquake that devastated the country. Now, here's Wyclef at a press conference speaking about the companies that have come in with his organization to assist in the relief. In an effort, we have reached out to organizations with whom we've worked with before in the past. The United Nations Office, the Clinton Global Initiative, the World Food Program, the United Nations Operation in Haiti, the Pan American Development Foundation, airline ambassadors. New partners have been enlisted. They include Western Union, Timberland. New corporate partnerships have been struck. Federal Express, Delta Airlines, Teen Mobile, if you have kids, I'm sure they saw Wyclef on a T-Mobile commercial. And of course, Starbucks. That's the very dedicated Wyclef speaking with a heavy heart. To assist in the efforts, you can donate $5 from your phone bill by texting Yele. That's Y-E-L-E to 501-501. Now come on, everybody's got to do their part. The national president of the Southern University Alumni Federation backed off statements he reportedly made to the Education Commission, Monroe, Louisiana chapter of the Southern University Alumni Federation, regarding the state's Higher Education Streamlining Commission, attempting to downgrade the state's two historically black universities, Grambling State and Southern U. According to an email message sent by a Grambling alumni group, which attended the meeting, it said that a post-secondary education review commission will call for drastically downgrading the roles of Southern U and Grambling State. It was reported that the plan was to drive more students into community and technical colleges and fund colleges based on graduation rates rather than enrollment, which would dramatically harm Grambling State and Southern U again. 
The Alumni Federation says that it has some real concerns with recommendations that will come down from the Education's Commission created in 2009 and tasked with finding ways to streamline higher education, including higher education spending for the 2010-2011 fiscal year by $146 million as part of the state's reduction and spending. Now, we'll keep a close eye on this one and keep you informed. For more HBCU news, you can always visit hbcuconnect.com. Growing up in my family, it seemed that I always had to be the strong one. My mother and father had to work, and I helped raise my brothers and sisters when they weren't home. I had to fend off bullies, help the kids with their homework, and sometimes even cook dinner before my mom got home. And with all this, I even found the strength to be on the football team and study Egyptian culture in what spare time I had. You have that certain strength Army ROTC is looking for. You're a leader. You possess the intelligence to make the right decisions at the right time. And you do well at most anything you try. Enhance your college experience by enrolling in Army ROTC. Qualify for a full tuition college scholarship, plus up to $5,000 in spending money per year. Start out a freshman in college. Come out an officer with unparalleled leadership opportunities that can prove invaluable in the boardroom of any Fortune 500 company. (laughs) Now that's the strength I'm looking for. Visit ArmyROTC.com. Army ROTC. They're strong, and then there's Army Strong. Paid for by the United States Army. That's going to do it for this edition of Direct Effects, y'all. I just want to give big ups to the campuses that are airing the show and big up to the MEAC Turning Up the Heat tournament and tour that's going on right now. And you can always check us out at twitter.com front slash black college. Until tomorrow, it's your boy right here, Lamar Blackman. Let's go. You're listening to Direct Effects, boy. Hey, it's your girl, Tanil, and I'm hanging out with Fusebox Radio and BlackRadioIsBack.com. Checking out Fuse Box Radio with John Judah. And this is yours truly, Big Guru, the icon.
like the ends of time Love turns around again You don't understand Nothing but love Cause if you knew You would love me Baby take my hand And walk along This love is true Baby I Kindness to hold Yeah, yeah Out of all these gifts It's the greatest of all Yeah Cause when you love someone It's hard to let them go It's like a burning fire Even in my soul Just like the ends of time, love turns around again You don't understand, nothing but love Cause if you knew, you would love me too Baby, take my hand and walk along This love is true, baby, I
right here on the Fuse Box Radio.
Yo, check this out. Chuck D. Public Enemy, you're now in the mix with my man, John Judah.
right here on the Fuse Box Radio. Morning to you, man. Morning to your love. Africa must wake up, the sleeping sons of Jacob For what tomorrow may bring, may a better day come Yesterday we were kings, can you tell me young ones Who are we today, yeah now Well Africa must wake up, the sleeping sons of Jacob For what tomorrow may bring, may a better day come Yesterday we were kings, can you tell me young ones Who are we today the black oasis, ancient Africa, the sacred Awaken the sleeping giant Science, art is your creation I dreamt that we could visit old Kemet Your history is too complex and rigid For some western critics They want the whole subject diminished But Africa's the origin of all the world's religions We praise bridges that carried us over The battlefronts of Sudanic soldiers The task put before us You hear me out? Africa must wake up the sleeping sons of Jacob For what tomorrow may bring May a better day come Yesterday we were kings Can you tell me young ones Who are we today? Yeah now Well Africa must wake up The sleeping sons of Jacob For what tomorrow may bring May a better day come Yesterday we were kings Can you tell me young ones Who are we today? Today, the slums, diseases, AIDS We need that all to fade We cannot be afraid So who are we today? We are the morning after The makeshift youth, the slave ship captured Our diaspora is the final chapter The ancestral lineage built pyramids America's first immigrant The king's son and daughters from now waters The first architect, the first philosophers Astronomers, the first prophets And the doctors was us Now can we all pray each in his own way, teaching and learning, we can work it out. We love a warm bed, we love some warm bread and shelter from the storm dread, and we can work it out. Mother Nature feeds all in farming and drought. Tell those selfish in ways not to share us out. What's a tree without root? Lion without tooth. Lie without truth, you hear me out. Africa must wake up, you sleeping sons of Jacob. For what tomorrow may bring, may a better day come. Yesterday we were kings, can you tell me, young ones, who are we today? Yeah, lad. Well, Africa must wake up, you sleeping sons of Jacob. For what tomorrow may bring, may some more love come. Yesterday we were kings, I tell you, young blood, this world is yours today.
Nas, Damian Marley, distant relatives. We're all distant relatives, no matter where you're from, where you live, how near, how far. Africa, China, Japan, Afghanistan, Israel. We're all fam, we're all distant relatives. So that's why we came together. One of the reasons myself and Damien came together. Cause we all come from one place and that's Africa. That's right, you too. And you. The whole world. We all family. We just spread out all over the place. So to all my distant relatives, let's take it back home. Well, Africa must wake up, sleeping sons of Jacob. For what tomorrow may bring, may a better day come. Yesterday we were kings, can you tell me, young ones, who are we today? Yeah, now. Well, Africa must wake up, sleeping sons of Jacob. For what tomorrow may bring, may a better day come. Yesterday we were kings, can you tell me, young ones, who are we today?
Box Radio. Radio.
right here on the Fuse Box Radio.
right here on the Fuse Box Radio.
Judas Fuse Box. Bad to get up. Right here on the Fuse Box Radio.
right here on the Fuse Box Radio. on the fuse box radio
Right here on the Fuse Box Radio.
right here on the Fuse Box Radio. Right here on the Fuse Box Radio. Right here on the Fuse Box Radio.
right here on the Fuse Box Radio.
Join us next time. Good night. <laughs>